Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social where town fans have their say on their club. And well, what a boring week it's been. No town game to talk about. International breaks happen apparently in League One. Uh, when we get relegated from the championship, you don't, don't think about it. But we're back to bring you more chat on town. The transfer window is now closed. It's been a week now since the signing of Sam's Morsey and Burstens Lena on deadline day. I'm joined by five fine gentlemen to talk about the transfer window, talk about the Mark Ashton special podcast and also look ahead to September. And we have a special strike to bring you to the fan social. I'm joined by Dazza, Bainsey, Harvey, Matt, aka Bono and good old Mark Beck to um, chat all things town. I want to go over to Dazza first. Welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? And the first question is your favourite signing of the summer. I'm always happy for left field choices, but I understand there is going to be obvious ones to choose from. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ross. Thanks for having me back on. Um, yeah, the the, um, the, the, the favourite signing is really tricky because there's so many. Of them. Yeah, <laughs> and some of them we haven't even seen play. So, um, yeah, you know, on paper... You know, maybe the obvious answer is Selena because of where he's come from, his history and all that sort of stuff, maybe. Um, but I can only really judge it on players that I've seen, definitely in the flesh as well. Um, and for me, it's um, Edwards. You know, I was I haven't been to the home games this season, but I was away at Burton. Um, and he was just dreamy when he, when he came on for those last 20 minutes. Um, and... Uh, there wasn't there a game on was there a televised game i'm sure i've watched a game anyway um cheltenham. yeah he cheltenham yeah. yeah so he just looks he's everything you want from a forward player he's just direct he's exciting he takes people on um uh, you, you know and so for me that's you know probably it would probably be edwards so far but i'm sure you know my my Favorite player will be very different by the time we get to the end of the season. Once everyone is um in and in and playing, so uh, yeah. If you want an answer today, Edwards would be my favorite. And that is a good point because we haven't actually seen George Edmondson. I thought that was one of the big su- su- summer signings. Um, yeah. and there's other players we've only seen like just briefly, like Tom Carroll, Connor Chaplin. Um, but we'll wait and see on that. Uh, Bainsey, over to you. Welcome back to the show. Um, your favorite signing of the summer. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ross. Good to see uh, see everyone again. Um, yeah, what a, what a window! Absolutely amazing. Um, didn't even envisage that many players, that many quality players. Just couldn't get get my head around it. You know, there's you could make a case for a number of them. You know, most clubs would look to sign sort of one to two marquee players and then have a lot of sort of like squad players or, or filler. But we've probably signed about four or five, maybe even six like marquee big players. So it's difficult to choose, but. To be honest, I'm going to stick with my answer that I uh, that I went with um, when I think it was Mark put out on on Twitter the KOA one. That's Mark Ashton. I think without him, none of those would have happened. Um, we have been crying out for someone of his level of professionalism. You know, talking about elite players, he is an elite CEO and elite operator. And I think it's okay to own a football club if you've got a lot of money. And you don't know about football, that's fine. And the caveat is you have to appoint someone who knows football, who's got that that list of contacts, who's got that black book where they know a lot of good good people. And I think that's obviously been Evan's biggest failing. He never really did that. It was all his mates from the corporate world or 
um, other, you know, within, within his business, and that was his, his biggest mistake. So to appoint someone like Ashton for me is the best signing because you, you know, he, he's an elite operator. He's been a CEO before a number of clubs, been really successful. He knows how to make good deals. He knows how to sell the vision to players. He sold the vision to all these fantastic players that none of us would have ever dreamed coming. Um, so yeah, for me, it has to be him, no question, because it wouldn't have happened and these players wouldn't have been here without him. Well, good choice. I said left field. I'm happy with that choice. Um, over to Harvey next, the sweet Welsh prince and friend of the show. Welcome back to the Kings of Anglia fan social. And uh, the floor is yours. Your favourite signing of the summer. You can you can have multiple if you want. You can have two, three, but maybe just stick to one. Yeah, evening, Ross. Evening, everybody. Nice to be back on again. Um, I think both the guys make, make really good points. Um, it's so difficult to kind of pinpoint one major signing, especially kind of this early on, I suppose, because, you know, we've still not seen a lot of men action as, as it's been discussed. Um, for me, I know it's difficult because we've not seen him play yet, but I've fallen in love with him already, and that's Sam Morsi. I was watching the training videos today of the, the club put up, and I think it was only about a minute long, but even in that video, he looked like he was he was showing real leadership qualities. He was demanding the ball, he was talking to players, he was kind of directing players through this training session. And I thought that was really, really interesting to see. And those two holding roles in in a Paul Cook system are so, so important. You know, you've got the two full-backs flying up the wings. You've got the two uh, the two wingers tucking in. So that protection in midfield is so, so important and, and is what we've lacked so far. Um, so I think Morty is going to be instrumental in that. Um, Edwards is, is another one. I, similar to Dazza, I... I was there at Burton when he came on for the last 20, 30 minutes and he was just, well, he was making us drool for, for, the, for the majority of the time he came on. He was he was so, so good. So it's brilliant that we've got these players that, that we can actually call our players. I know it's it was difficult with Selena, I suppose, because he's not, he's not one of our players. Maybe he, he possibly would have been if it wasn't for the, the COVID-related um, issue, you know, with, with his heart. Maybe that, that would have been a permanent deal we would have done. But, it's just great to have so many options. Um, you know, I was looking at my team for Saturday earlier on and there's just a bundle of talent, even with players that we've not even seen yet. So, um, yeah, it's difficult to pinpoint one, but for me, it's Morsi. Uh, but we've just got so much strength and depth now. Um, you know, we should be climbing that league, hopefully in the in the, in the next month or so. We'll, we'll do just that. Hopefully we will do. And um, it was a historic transfer window. And uh, Matt, welcome back to the show, a.k.a. Bono, a.k.a. Vu from the U2, a.k.a. many other nicknames. But um, it's great to have you back. Your favourite summer signing? It was a very, very close run um, thing, this. I was thinking about this on the train to and from the big smoke today. Um, a bit of a toss-up, really. Um, I like... Selena with his Norwegian accent because of course that's where he's from um I like uh, Eduardo the real Eduardo um Bon too one of our own on loan we won't shout about that too much but Morsi the king hail to the king um Egyptian international played for a few years obviously um and he's actually from Wolverhampton his dad's Egyptian and his mum's English, but hey, he he is going to absolutely rip up 
um, this division. We've got to wait a little while for him, though, because he's got that silly, silly suspension um, that he picked up. Um, but, you know, we have we have picked up so many players. I'm just going to... Um, because people keep saying 19, I keep having this in the back of my head. So, yeah, there you go. Paul Hardcastle, 19. No, 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 19. The average age of a com- combat soldier in Vietnam. Um, I, used to break, I used to break dance to that back in the day on a piece of lino. I think none, um, none of yeah. these kids will know what we're talking about, Bono, but... Ross is like, Plus, what's Vietnam? <laughs> um, lino? It, it's lino. That's the bloke that you shout out, Bono, isn't it? Um, from your little bit of the voo from the U2. But um, yeah, it's it, it's got to be Morsi. Um, but we're blessed, aren't we? Um, and to hear Ashton or Mashton, as my autocorrect called him the other day, him talking about us potentially having a net spend. Well, you know, all these other rival green-eyed monsters that are all over our social media saying we're going to buy the league. Well, yeah, we've bought loads of players, but it looks like we're going to be in profit because guess what? Ed Sheeran sponsored us half a billion pounds, so we've got like a a massive old bank balance. But um, yeah, anyway, if you want to edit all that out, Sam Morsi. So, yeah. No, good good choice. And uh, the final man that is joining us this week is Mark Beck. And um, you've, you've chucked in a bit of a wild card here in terms of what he looks like, Sam Morsi. Victor Crumb. And I recently Victor thought Crumb? that is definitely... Yeah, Victor Crumb from that's a, Harry Potter. That's a Carl Drogo. Oh, oh, oh his fictional name in the thing is called Victor Crumb. No? Victor uh, Crumb. Oh, I'm completely, I'm completely what? going off. I don't know what I'm what talking, are you about. talking about. <laughs> I don't. Victor Crumb. Anyway, ignore me. Ignore me. Harry Potter, isn't he? Yeah, I know who you were talking about. Oh, oh, I, yeah. said, I said Sam Morsi looks like the the beautiful. No, that sounds a bit weird, but the the very attractive for the ladies, Jason Momoa, aka Cole Drogo from Game of Thrones, without the ponytail. He's got a very intense. Looking good facial hair going on a little bit better than yours, Ross. I'm afraid, but um, but no, um, favorite players. I'm gonna pick Sonny Aluko to be honest, because to know we've signed 18 <laughs> players better than him is an absolute belter, to be honest. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think the guys have picked some really good options here. Um, and I think it's is really hard to pick who the best signing is without seeing them all play, as again mentioned. Edwards, I don't know how the hell we've got him at League One. Um, and I think you could say that for a lot of players. Is I think at least 15 of them you go, why is from our past 10 or however many years we had under Marcus Evans, you think, you know, why is he at Ipswich now? It just goes to show, as Bainesy said, what a good job Mark Ashton has done in convincing these players to come over. Um, I'm going to pick someone different though. And I'm going to pick someone who has played quite a bit in the last few games. And I don't think he's put a foot wrong, really. And that's Cameron Burgess. I think he's been excellent at left side of centre-half, a position we've probably been calling out for a number of years. And I, I probably think he's very similar to Gareth McCauley to me. Um, not the quickest centre-back, but the way he conducts himself, he's always in the right position to make up ground. Um, and he wins a lot of headers. And I think he's going to be a, a real asset to us. Not sure how much we spent on him in the end, but... Um, if he can form a good partnership with the fridge next to him or whoever that may be, um, I think he'll be looking at a really good sign in there. But 
like the guys have said, there's so many to pick from. And I think it's just such an exciting time to be a town fan that we can get this excited. I think, who do we have? Cornell, Ward and uh, Hawkins, Hawkins on the same day. And we thought, Christ, um, if one of them does well, then that's a bonus. So, that, you know, I think Sonia Luco kind of fits in with that lot rather than where we are. But, yeah. you know, it, it's a positive that Sonia Luco is the bottom of the barrel, not the top of the barrel. Yeah, you do be I mean, careful though. Brad's in love with him, so just be careful. <laughs> You'll have Brad, Brad knocking on your door, two a.m. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to hide. I think definitely. But that's a good choice, though. Karen Burgess, I, I, I agree with you. I've been impressed by him so far, and I'm sure he will be the mainstay in that defence. Um, now let's get into the Mark Ashton podcast special that was brought to you by Andy and Stu. Um, I'm not being biased here, but I really did enjoy it. Um, on my Monday morning and I'm going to get our takeaways from it. I want to go over to you, Dazza, first. What's your main takeaway? Of course, we're going to go across the room to try not to take every takeaway from it, but um, what's the one that stands out from you? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he clearly, he, look, he's a smart guy and he speaks very well. Um, and I, I actually wrote down a, um, a phrase here that he, he said, which was, based on the players that were signing. So, um, I mean, obviously they're in a very experienced and they know what they're doing, which is Mark's earlier. We, we haven't really had that for so long where we've got people now that know what they're doing. They know people in the market and they know how it all works. Um, but yeah, he, he said, um, that we got, we signed players who are asking what they can bring to the club, not what they can take away. And, um, I thought that was that really kind of sums up, you know, if you go back to the um, the Paul Jewell, Roy Keane, uh, all of that kind of era, we were just signing players that were after a meal ticket, after a big fat salary, and they weren't interested in the club or anything. Um, so hopefully now that's all changed. You know, they, they've signed players that want to be there. They want to be part of a promotion. They want to achieve something, win something, bring Ipswich back, uh, be part of the history, become legends, all of those things. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's exciting, but that, yeah. So when I was listening to that pod, that was, that was kind of the main takeaway for me. I like it. I like it. Definitely. Um, Bainsey, over to you. Um, a fantastic start from Dazza. What have you got to, to bring on, on your takeaways from the pod? I was thinking about how honest and, and transparent he was. Um, I think with, with Evans, it was like the the couple of interviews he did with the club. And obviously that interview he did with Stu way back when, it's like you felt it was a bit robotic and, and scripted. And, you know, it was perhaps, oh, stop here. I don't like what I've said there. Let's let's change that. He never ducked a question. He never said, "Oh, sorry, I can't answer that. Sorry, I can't talk about that." He was, you know, very um, very clear with everything. gave gave great answers. Very articulate. Um, you know, specific as well. I I enjoy. Yeah, I just I just enjoyed all of it. I think the li- the little anecdotes like the Selena thing particularly amused me as well. Where he said, you know, he was worried that it was done because there was no answer, and you know. I, I, I'd probably be the same. I think with how high they were aiming, you're always going to have that bit of paranoia. It's like, oh, no, they, they don't like us. Oh, they, they, they don't want to come in. They don't want to come to Suffolk. They want to go to London or wherever, or, or a bigger bigger city. And it'd be so easy to get into that, that sort of paranoid trap. But, yeah, I just thought it was really funny. And I thought um, Michael Leary as well, um, it came across, obviously, the relationship between them. They obviously speak a lot, which is 
which is good as well. Michael O'Leary is obviously, you know, an absolute football oracle. I think the relationship between them two is going to be equally as important as between him and um, him and Cook. But yeah, I just loved it. What what a nice thing to have someone who actually speaks and who actually speaks well, and it's not in weird things and you know dressed up like you know Rome and analogies and fiddles, whatever. It's just people talking in plain English, you know, really charismatically. So I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And yeah, of course, you know, Marcus Evans was the owner of the club for over 10 years and he did that one interview with the club, did a few little bits here and the, the you know, program notes. But uh, Mark Ashton, he's done two specials with the local journalists. So that's fantastic. Um, Harvey, over to you. Um, what's your takeaways from that pod? Uh, that's a great question, Ross. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's my main takeaway to be honest. That's that's his favourite thing to say, isn't it? Um no, in all seriousness, it's, it was a really, really fantastic interview. I thought it was so so interesting some of the things he, he was saying. Um I think as Baines said, I think transparency is the is the biggest word for me because he was so honest and so open. Um even at times it, it was it was surprising me to be honest, the fact he went into um the crooks um, you know, failed move for crooks. Um, it interested me how with, within those failed deal, deals he didn't mention Sonny Bradley. So I don't know whether maybe that wasn't as, as advanced as, as we thought it was. I know Bradley said at the time, didn't he, when he signed a new contract, that he wasn't aware necessarily of any direct interest. So maybe that was something the club looked at and maybe decided not to pursue. Or I'm not too sure. But um, yeah, it was it was really, really interesting. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think as the boys have said, you know, it's his, it's his job to speak well and he does it, he does it very, very well. Um, and I think what's interesting as well is he's, I think he's, he's aware that maybe he's made mistakes at, at previous clubs, as, as she said the other day on the pod. And I think he's, he's learning every single day. Um, you know, I have to be honest, I wasn't aware that he didn't have a great relationship with the press and, and listening to that, the interviews that he's done so far, that kind of surprises me, to be honest, because he comes across so well, you know, every time he speaks, basically. So it, it interested me that he, you know, didn't necessarily have the greatest relationship with the press. But, um, yeah, the main takeaway is, is just how how honest and open it was. As Baines said, we've had so many years of, of just scripted shite, quite frankly. Um, you know, Evans's interviews with the clubs where, I mean, you could literally see his eyeballs going from left to right. It was that scripted. It was just painful at times. It was like watching a crap episode of Coronation Street. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just it's just good to have someone behind us who who really really cares for the club, and I think you can see that he really wants the club to succeed. Um, you know, well, the work starts now, really, doesn't it? He's got a lot of infrastructure behind the club that he wants to sort out, and um, hopefully the the only way is up. But yeah, he's he's. I don't think he could have done much more, and, and I had a nice little picture with him at Burton and he smells absolutely delightful as well. Don't know what after shave you had on, but whatever it was, it was expensive and very, very nice. So, yeah, all good. <laughs> if he but gets then, an appro- approval rating from Nick. But then he j- drinks Jack Daniels. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to sort of ask you all, oh, Mark Beck is a Jack D- Daniels drinker. Over to you then, Mark, quickly. That, nothing wrong with Jack Daniels. I know it's not quite... Up there is Scotch, like Ron Burgundy. I love Scotch, but oh, well, I like most. Uh, it's a sour mash so. anyway. It's not a whiskey. 
yeah, it's a, a bourbon, a very. Yeah. My kind. my problem my problem was I I love whiskey but I'm too poor to enjoy really good quality whiskey so that <laughs> forty quid is my limit forty quid on a bottle and if there's anyone who could drop hundred quid hundred fifty get themselves a really nice bottle even Lagavulin even like fifty quid a bottle you could go with that happily fantastic but he chooses to go with JD I was just a bit disgusted and disappointed to be honest. Yeah, Maybe that I, was just it, his original drink from when he was growing up, and you know, of course, not when he was a kid, when he you know, and stuff like that. But in terms of like, maybe it's just I'm, I'm digging myself a hole here. But what are you going to say, Dazza? <laughs> yeah, I haven't drunk Jack Daniel. I drank a whole bottle one night, and I haven't, I haven't drunk it since then, for obvious reasons. I still played football though at two o'clock. I was still there. Fair play. We've all been there. I think hopefully everyone's been there where you've had a hangover and you play football the next next day um, or done something that you wish you hadn't drank too much and you've, yeah. Anyway, we're going down a alcoholic sort of route here. Let's go back to Matt and get his takeaways. Uh, your favourite takeaway, Matt, and also the takeaways. Um, favourite takeaway, um, probably uh, like a Chinese or something, succulent Chinese meal. Um, what did I take away from Mark Ashton? Well, I think it's he reaches the parts that other chairman um, couldn't or didn't. I think you'd be hard pushed in not only our region or our country, but in the world. Do we have currently employed by the Americans the best communicator in world football? I don't know. That might be something to talk about on a, on another pod, but it is... I think one of the boys has said it's night and day compared to the absolute wilderness of like, it was almost like we're in like the cold war era again, for those younger viewers, uh, Google it. And we, we just, you know, we, we've had more information. It's almost like, like a, like a cerebral, like overload of, of things. It's like every day you pick up the phone, you scroll through and, Oh my God, Mark Heston said this, and Mark Heston said that, and we're going to sign him. And, they're going to do what to the North stand, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. But again, you know, classic, classic Bono. He's going off at a tangent again. Um, I just, I just like the guy's attitude, his, 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 his approach to things, the way he answers questions. That's a great question type thing. Um, you know, um, give me a minute. I, I, I need to kind of answer that one type type approach, but I just, he's just, like just his whole his whole aura. If you could like grow a perfect organic thing to be in charge of like a football club with you know bye bye Joe, we've 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 got him. But you know, if you were to like market like some journalists speaking to a chairman, you'd be like, Yeah, I'll listen to that, you know, another time type thing. Maybe I'll check out the new Kylie Minogue sing- single. But it was just but it's just compelling, isn't it? You just, I didn't want it to end. Could Next time, can they just leave? I'd love to be a fly on the wall, like an Amazon or another style broadcaster, like documentary into like Mark Ashton's office and his, and his, and his assistant Luke Wareham, who by the way, really, really looks like him, which I guess, you know, um, is, is a compliment to Mark Ashton. That's, really. that's how it's made in it for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, it's just, it's just, it's great. It's great. It's so refreshing. We are, it, we are, I was going to say we're lucky, but we're not lucky because it's, it's happening. Um, you know, do we deserve it? Yeah, I think we do. 
you know, because we've been, it's been, it's been bollocks. Sorry to the person that once complained about me saying bollocks three times in an hour and a half. She, you should try it. I'm actually pub some of the filth that comes out of those young men's mouths sometimes. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was great. Roll on, roll on the third chat with Mark Ashton. Hopefully the work will be done. Um, that massive bottle of champagne that they were talking about, talking about, I believe is called a Nebuchadnezzar which um like the size of it which was the um i believe the name of the spaceship in uh, the matrix series again google it if you're not familiar so yeah yeah that's enough for me I, for now i refuse i refuse to believe just quickly as well that he's ever failed an interview in his life i i just i couldn't ever see that happening you just you would just hire him on the spot so just what, what comes out of his mouth like bono says he just you don't want it to end, do you? I didn't want it to end. I just when I saw there was like five minutes left, I'm like, oh. like you just you just want more, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you serious think man love going on here. Oh I yeah. Mean, I mean, we've talked about we've talked about some of the stuff that Evans and and Milne and all the various people who obviously haven't made much Correct. of an impact because I can't mm. remember exactly. I can't remember what their names are, but you know, you think of when Marcus Evans was sat. On, on his chair with his legs folded with the, with like the pitch behind him, this like the five year plan. And we need to do this and we need to develop this. And it's going to be, and it's like this guy, I mean, it's, I'm I telling, mean, I I'm telling oh my God, to be careful what you wish for that, that, and then apologize in the next day. Yes. And then, you know, you look at the fact that we had Leo Neal, who's, who's still there. He now does the job that he's supposed to do. The fact that, Evans and O'Neill and other people came out and said, take over. No, 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 no. It's not happening. Move, move along, move along. And then it happened. And yeah. And that kind of, that taints your trust, doesn't it? It's like one bit, once bitten, twice shy, but I don't know. I love Mark Ashton. I'm going to invite him around around my house for a proper bourbon, even though Darren is right. Jack Daniels is indeed a sour mash. Sour mash. It's my Whitbread training. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and Mark, you've you've sat there and um, been hearing what the guys have said. Of course, we're going to have a little bit of cynic in us still, aren't we, as town fans? We've still got a bit of cynic there. Like, we're loving all this sort of stuff, but we haven't won a game yet. And, um, you know, it's still one of those, like, you know, we're still in the honeymoon period. But I'm um, watching your takeaways yeah. from the pod. You, and, you've um, got to play devil's advocate, haven't you, Ross, over yeah. there? But, yeah. um, no, I think the key word that's been said multiple times is transparency. And I think in a previous life, when I was doing other... Ipswich Town content I got rather angry about transparency um, and it is night and day um, I think something that Bono just said that it says do, should we feel lucky I, I don't think really we are lucky I think we've just come so far back to what any football club deserves and how it needs to be run you know you all you need is someone that's competent and cares you know we've not had that I don't feel you know I'm sure there was some level of care for Marcus Evans but there's a lot of negligence there and there's a lot of mismanagement as well. Um, and, and that leads you to question what was really going on. And I think to have someone at this moment in time to, you know, clarify things and, and be open and honest about things that have happened, things that are going to continue to go on with the football club. It's just refreshing for us as town fans. But at this moment in time, it's the bare minimum that any football club should expect that, that from their, people running their club is, is people who can be held accountable and, and answer questions. And, and that's what we need. Um, I think we've got to be very careful, as you said, that we haven't won a game and 
it's the transfer window has now finished. There's not always that ace up the sleeve. Oh, look, we've got Berth and Salina now. Um, that, that is not going to last while we, you know, we aren't winning games. Um, it's a, a wise man said when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Um, and I think if it does continue to be a tough patch, and I think Ashton still needs to come out and be consistent and transparent with us as to what is going on. Um, do I think things are still going to be tough for the next few months? Hopefully not, and I don't think they will be. But we've still got to have that in our minds that, yes, it's all rosy now, but if it does continue to be a little bit of a rough pit, patch, Mark Ashton needs to be consistent with his transparency as well. Mm, well said as ever, my friend. And um, in a way, that segues into the next section. And I was going to go and get in your starting 11s, but let's actually predict the month of September. Um, the games are as follows. Uh, we have, of course, Bolton at home this weekend. Then we travel to Lincoln City. Um, and then we've got back-to-back home games against Sheffield Wednesday and Doncaster on a Tuesday night. Um, over to you, Dazza. What do you reckon? Uh, what's the possible outcome? So three, six, nine, 12 points. Sorry, I had to get my mask quickly there. 12 points on offer. How many points do you reckon we're going to get? Um, I ran through these and I think we'll get seven out of 12. I think our first win's coming this weekend. I think we're going to beat Bolton. Then I think we're going to lose at Lincoln. Then we will draw at home to Wednesday. And we will beat Doncaster. So two wins, a draw and a loss. And then and our momentum will be swinging and we'll be, you know, back together again, players playing. So that's what I reckon. Seven from 12. I'll be happy with that. I think that's reasonable. What, what's your thinking behind the, the Lincoln defeat then? Do you think it's just going to be a tough go, you know, place to go and Lincoln are probably up there again as promotion probably candidates? Yeah, they're a good team and they're a proper team. Um, I'm going, so <laughs> that's never normally a good luck charm for the team yeah. when I go. Um, uh, yeah, and, and uh, that's I'm going, so I always hope I, I hope we win. I expect to lose. And then if we get anything positive, then that's a good. It's just me as a cynical Ipswich fan. So, um, uh, but I think we're a good side. You know, I, I know, you know, they're a small, smaller club and everything, but they were in the playoffs last year. And um, I think they've only got stronger over the summer. So they'll be up there. They'll be up there. Okay. So Daz has gone for seven. Uh, Bainsey, what do you reckon? You, you're going for more points or less? I've also got seven. But I've gone with a slightly different um, different result. So I reckon I agree. Win win this weekend. I know a lot of us keep saying it on our prediction league because we're positive. But I definitely think it's going to be this weekend. I think we'll beat Lincoln because we'll have momentum from Bolton. Um, I think the loss is going to come against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they're a really good side. They've started really well. They've signed some good players. So I think that there's the potential loss, even if it is at home. And I think draw at Doncaster. Doncaster, they're in a place they shouldn't be. They've played a lot of like quite decent teams so far. I think as I'm looking at my notes, uh, Portsmouth, Sheffield Wednesday and Rotherham. So three three teams you'd expect to be in the top six. So that's not an easy, you know, first few games. So I think a draw, a draw there. But I think seven, seven out of twelve is is respectable. I think get a couple of wins and then I think people start feeling like a bit a bit sort of more, a bit easier and a bit, you know, because I think there are obviously some people who are 
panicking at the moment for one reason or another, which is absurd. But I think a couple of wins should should uh, should avert that. So yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, some some points there. Um, Harvey, over to you. We've got three home games in September. Only got to go away once in September, which is weird. You normally expect at least two away games. Oh, of course, we've got the Papa John's Vasatch home as well. But Papa John's is, you know, it's uh, yeah, whatever. Um, Harvey, over to you though. What's your what's your points prediction for this month? I've gone slightly more optimistic. Whether that's foolish of me or remains to be seen. Um, I've gone for ten out of twelve. I think it might be might be a good month. I've got us to to beat Bolton on Saturday. I think, similar to Baines, I think the momentum will carry on into Lincoln. Um, I think they're a good side, but I don't know whether they are as good as last as last season. Personally, time will tell on that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm not 100% sure whether they are. Um, I think we'll draw at Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday look a really good side. I think they've only conceded one goal, and that was the loss against Morecambe. Am I right in thinking that? I, could be wrong, but I'm sure they've, they've only conceded one or two max goals there. Um, and I think we'll beat uh, Doncaster. So, 10 out of 12, good, positive month. And, uh, yeah, that will lead us into the uh, first game in, in October, which I'll be at, I think, to Stanley away. So, hopefully, it'll be better than the last time I went when uh, Dobra got sent off. And, yeah, we were dreadful. So... Yeah. And Sky and Sky, do not put it on or don't put it on Sky. Yeah, we, yeah, exactly, Twelve exactly. o'clock on a Sunday, just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. I, I, I do not want to see Colby Bishop bullying our defence again. I know that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can recommend the food there. It's a really good band. Apologies, oh. 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 that's a fire engine going past my house, so I do apologise. Oh. All is all is well right. in North Wales. Don't worry. Oh dear, I was about, so to, I was about to say. He's from Wales, um, isn't he? Was it Fireman Sam? He's from Wales. Possibly. Yeah, very much possibly, so. Very much so. All firemen and women are available. Yes. Yes. Anyway, move on uh, back to good old Matt. Um, well, well, Matt, uh, Harvey's gone for an unbeaten month. Are you going to do the same? Are you going more points or are you going lower? Well, I've just seen... I'll, I'll keep the lightning because Harvey definitely stole my thunder. Um, I'm pretty much going with exactly the same as um, as what the sweet, the sweetest of Welsh princes said. Um, yeah, see Harvey's answer really, because um, that's that's what I was going to go with. Um, I I think the toughest test is going to be uh, against our old old adversaries, or is it adversaries this uh, weekend? Burton Burton Wanderers. Um, yeah, that's going to be a, a close. A close thing. Um, then I've forgotten who else we're playing. Lincoln, Lincoln, yeah. the county of my birth. Yeah, we'll um, we'll beat them. We'll draw against um, the mighty Owls, and then um, we'll beat Donny because they're not the team they were, and uh, we owe them a bit of a spanking, don't we? Because that was embarrassing last season when uh, those those merchants went up there and just we're crap, weren't we? And that just reminds me of. Didn't we win the home game? Uh, I don't know. I know we lost. Yes, we, did. we lost. We lost the away game. They and it battered was us. A, they absolutely was, battered us. Was it five one? That's four one away, and I think we won two nil at home. That was just Zero. before Darren Moore went to Sheffield Wednesday. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we beat That's them, it. but we shouldn't have done. We shouldn't no. have beaten them. 
So yeah, there we go. Ten points, mm. baby. Come on. All right, Mark. Over to you. The floor is yours. Seven points. Seven points, and well, another ten points there. Uh, what are you going for? Are you going to go for more, or are you going um, less? I was. I'm in an iron. I did initially have seven, but I think I've taught myself to be more optimistic. Um, and I'm going to go for nine points. Um, I haven't really thought through where those nine points will come from, but I think I'm, and I'm hoping that Paul Cook is a manager that would rather sacrifice going four games unbeaten. So if I've gone for eight points, that would have been two wins and two draws. I'd rather him be a manager that is willing to lose one game, but, but to gain three wins as opposed to staying unbeaten. Um, and I, I hope he is that sort of manager. We haven't really seen that yet, but again, playing devil's advocate, we haven't had his full squad or the fully gelled squad, whatever you want to say. Um, so I'll go for nine points. I think the game we may lose will be Lincoln. Um, I really like Michael Appleton and you know Teddy Bishop's probably going to score, don't you? So um, that's bound to happen. So, But no, nine points. Sadly, not unbeaten, but nine points is better than eight. Or seven, six, five, four, three, or two, or one. There you go. <laughs> and you're all predicting a win. So we're going to yeah. win a game, guys. Woo! Hopefully yeah. this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to get your predictions quickly for the Bolton game, your score predictions, so I can write those down. And then we'll get into the next section, of course, is your starting 11 for the season ahead. Um, you know, minus the if players are injured or you know, suspensions and stuff, you know, Sam Morsey. Um, and then I'll be interested to see if there's going to be differences. But um, over to you then, Darren. Dazza, what is your prediction? I think a squeaky bum 1-0 okay. is what I'm going with. I hope it's not, but I'll take it. I'll take it. 1-0. 1-0. Bangs, what are you going for? 2-1. I know we'll have um, Walton in goal, but... Yeah, I think we'll still be a bit leaky, so I think we'll leak a goal, but yeah, 2-1 for me. All right, two wins there. Um, over to you, Harvey. What are you going for? Are you going to go for a... Uh, well, I'm, I'm intrigued. Are we going to see more goals or you know, are we going to see a 5-3 as the, the famous second leg happened? Or a 6-4 like Crew all those years ago? Um, oh, I'm going to go 2-0. I'm going to go 2-0, I think, with Edmondson hopefully playing the you know, the English PK, and we've got uh, Walton in goal. I'm, uh, I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident. So, 2 now. 2 now. A clean sheet. Um, Matt, over to you. What do you reckon? Ipswich Town 3, Bolton nil. Ooh. That's your scoreline of choice, isn't it? I feel like that's, you've done that multiple times during the Prediction League. Or oh, oh I think of someone else. John normally goes for four or five nil, doesn't he? Yeah, or four yeah, one. Away, four like. kind of, one. I've, I've, yeah, I, I jumped on board the four one train, and it's not really yeah. come true yet. So no, it's David. Of, it's David who goes three nil. It's David always three nil. Um, Good old yeah, David. It's not really happened. Yeah, it's not happened so far. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it will be three nil. Good prediction. And then Mark, finally, what are you going for? I'm going to be incredibly selfless, and my football in luck. I'm going to sacrifice any chance of winning in the predictions competition. I'm going to predict 2-2 two, two, and then it's not going to happen because I've said it's going to be 2-2. Two, two. It's now not going to happen. You've heard it here first. You're Although powerful. Mark Ashton won't like me because he's I'm in the know if, if you go by that, that margin. But 
That's all over now. That was another takeaway yeah. from the pod, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I totally yeah. forgot. I totally forgot to mention yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Floor is yours now. Okay, we'll mention it now. Can I? Can um, I just? Can I just say, if if I may, that absolutely warm my cockles because you just know you just know that there's some creature at the club like leaking things out and then their friends are like tweeting it and it's like and that kind of thing and um i just i want i want mark ashton to get people in his office we're gonna have some uncomfortable conversations because i tell you what from what i'd gathered from some of those in 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 the know or that think they're in the know and what you got to understand is that a lot of people that do tweet, hashtag, I-E-K, I-T-K and stuff like that. I forgot, what the, I, I forgot what the TLA was then. It's a three-letter <laughs> um, acronym, guys. Um, a lot of people that, that, that tweet it are just mocking those that, that do do it seriously. But come on. I mean, you just look them up on Twitter, look for them on LinkedIn, look at their connections and those people that are connected that work at Ipswich Town, oh, mm. get typing, get typing those CVs out, guys, because there's going <laughs> yeah, to be some trouble. Un- uncomfortable conversations with Mark Ashton. It'll be like and, Peaky um, Blinders, like you know Tommy Shelby's wedding, where he's like, no fighting, no fighting. We just all them lined up, be like, no leaking, no leaking, no leaking, <laughs> not today. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's and it's and it's one of the one of the best things that you've you've got to take from Mark Ashton is that he's got you know he's he's you know to to coin a phrase that we've used with with, with the manscape adverts he's put his balls on the table by coming out and saying this hurts us I don't think I've ever seen any chairman CEO mm. you know um, consortium mouthpiece ever come out and say guys fucking pack it in you know this is really stupid um, so. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Ashton told different people in the club different players that yeah. we were allegedly going for to see where the leak would come from. I think that's mm. a Game of Thrones thing as well. I think Ned yeah. Stark did that in season one, but um, yeah. yeah, and to right, see where right, the leak is coming thing. from. Yeah, so it would it would be very interesting. I, I'd like to, like uh, Bono has said, it would be very interesting to be a fly on the wall and to see. What's going on there? I, I, part of me, I don't want to say it, but I think there's part of me, there's a little bit of David Brent in him at times as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be well, surprised. That, but, when you, someone mentioned the Fly on the Wall documentary, I think it would be slightly Brent. I think there would be yeah, a lot of... You know, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. But enjoyable, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it'd be... Yeah. But no, it would be fascinating to see what goes on. But generally, if you, you become part of a fly on the wall documentary it doesn't tend to end well you know they don't very often follow the good teams i think they've did man city haven't they but it's generally where there's a basket case or some sort of drama going on they love a bit of drama they do they do and um matt you mentioned manscape it's time to of course talk about our sponsors use the code koa and manscape.com uh, get 20 percent off and free delivery i always forget about that i'm sorry we love our sponsors of manscape because they've extended a deal so thank you use the code so we can get more more deals um now let's get into the starting 11 for the season ahead for town um I'll give them the floor to you guys. You've got all the players available. No suspensions, no injuries. Everyone's fit and raring to go. Of course, Town named their 22-man squad. And no, I'm not going to say Xander Sajiba's real full name because that is just ridiculous. So do Please. not get me to do it. Please. 
One day, one day, one day, but not tonight. I'm, I've is got the a, strength it, to do it. Is it a strike? Is it a is it a strike question? Uh, well, that's yeah, all mate. content is going behind a paywall, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, it's Ross got to. It's got to. Yeah, put it on, you should put it on your OnlyFans, Ross. You saying <laughs> people's you put it. You, what, what do you mean to say? Yeah, ASMR, say football names. Um, but yeah, Kisno- uh, Kisnobo, Kisnobo, yeah, yeah, Sergio Belcher and all that. Um, but anyways, Daza, over to you. Um, you've got 22 men to choose from. Who are you going for in your first 11 for town? I'm sure the obvious one is Walton in goal. I don't know if many of you are going to go for Vaclav Valenki, however you say it. Um, well, you're, you're absolutely totally wrong because, oh. um, as you know, I am um, a, a lover of Fladke. Uh, I am, by nature, a very loyal person. Um, and so I'm sticking with him. I haven't seen Walton play. I've got no idea who he is, how good he is. Don't know. So I'm sticking with him because I love him and he's going to come good. I want to give him... He needs that chance. He needs one game where he is as good as he can be and then everyone will get off his back. I mean, the, honestly, the stuff, the stuff that's been tweeted about him is absolutely ridiculous. He's, they've, he's been blamed for every single goal that we've conceded more or less. So, um, yeah, he hasn't, he has made some mistakes. I'll give you that. No, you know, obviously he hasn't been brilliant yet. Um, but some of the, you know, some of the, fans opinions out there are are very wrong in my opinion so um i'm sticking with him i'm sticking with him i'm not saying walton's not a better goalkeeper because he may well be but i'm sticking with my boy your goalkeepers need your backing your belief your confidence and i'm giving it to him so i'm sticking i'm sticking with him in goal it's your um, team it's your team it's my you team so I'm, yep. I'm sticking with him um kvy Edmondson Burgess Coulson is my back four. And I'm guessing we all have to stick to this uh, this system that, that Paul Cook yeah, likes, we've right? We've got to, yeah. We've got to, yeah. We, we have to stick to that framework. Um, then Morsey and Harper as the two holding. And then, you know, the front four, that's where it's just ridiculous. You know, I don't, I can't remember the last time we had a choice of players like we've got now. So I'm going to stay... Stay with Burns on the right. Um, I'm going to put Selena in the hole. Edwards out wide, and I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with Piggott up front. Um, I know Bond's on fire at the minute and everything, but I think Piggott offers a bit of everything. You know, he's a target man at the at the far post. Heads things on, flicks it, holds it, and we've seen from his goal scoring record over the years, he knows how to score goals. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to stay with Piggott just because of what he can do a bit of everything rather than one thing. So that's my, but it's so difficult. It is ridiculous. You know, there's so many players that I've not Fraser Chaplin. uh, I forget who else now, but you know, Lee Evans. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, only because I haven't seen him play, you know, but it's ridiculous now. I mean, have we, have we got too many players? That's an, another question. Have we got too many? You know, this Louis Barry on loan, is he going to get a game? You know, so there might be a few football players can be a little bit unhappy, a little bit stroppy, childish even, if they're not 
you know, get in that game. So Paul Cook's got a job in his hands to keep everyone happy. So, um, but yeah, anyway, that's my starting 11 as it stands now. I like it. Of course, it's a long, it's a long season. It's a long season, so I'm sure yeah. some players will understand that. Um, Baines, are you similar to the Dada, or are you changing a few players? Are you removing some of those? Couple of couple of small tweaks. What I'd say on Luco, I used to play football manager when um, when I was a single single gentleman and, and didn't have any responsibility other than myself. Luco was a very fine player, but I feel like that was back when he was at, at Rangers. Um, I, I signed him a couple of times, but yeah, sorry, Mark. I, I think he's very much at the bottom of the signings pile. But um, yeah, Walton in goal for me, I think. Yeah, I, I get I get what we're saying about Hladki. Daza makes an incredible point. Goalkeeper is a very, you know, island-like position. A couple of mistakes and you're public enemy number one. You're nothing, you're rubbish, you're gone. Holy sort of in that position now as well as knee. He's gone from two to three very quickly in under 23s football, probably. So I'll, I'll go with Walton in goal. KV1 on the right. I really hope he plays lots this season because he has a lot to give. I think he'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Edmondson, even though I haven't seen him, just seems like a top class player. Burgess as well, done fantastic. Um, Coulson at left back. Um, in the middle, I'm slightly different. I've gone with um, with Evans and Morsey. I just think chemistry is so important. And if Evans has got someone who he knows is next to him and he knows his, his moves and, and, and where he is, that's going to make a big, big, uh, big, big difference. And I think as well for him, having the cap, not having the captain's armband anymore, I think will do him a great deal of good. That's a lot of pressure, a lot of burden. A club where a lot of exciting things are happening, so happening. So I think that's going to do him the world of good. Handing over to his mate Morsey to be captain, and then this is where it gets super difficult. I mean, the number of signings up there. I mean, the the group chat we had when Fraser signed, obviously massive excitement, but now he sort of drifted down, and I don't think many people would have would have seen that. So for me, it's Burns on the right. I think he needs to stay as an attacking player if KVY stays fit, fingers crossed. Selena in the middle. I think, again, perhaps we need to temper expectation with him. Um, the pericarditis or perinocarditis, I don't know. The heart condition, I'll say. Um, you know, it's, it's not something you can obviously risk or anything. So I think perhaps this season, potentially, we're going to see more of him as an impact sub. But in my ideal world, He's number 10 because he is way above this level. We absolutely should not have signed him. Um, Edwards on the right, uh, Edwards on the left, easy, you know, fantastic player. We've we've never had a player like him in, in a long time. And the best thing is he's, he's ours. You know, we, we used to sign these players online, but he's actually come to us, which is fantastic. And out front, one of our own sort of like, like Bono alluded to, Macaulay Bond. I think the fact he's a chantry boy, the fact he's got a, a point to prove the, the fact that you know he left the club you know when he did I think we'll do him wonders this season I can see him scoring lots of goals and yeah it's that delicate balance of how many he scores and whether we could get him next season if we went up or you know not you know not it's going to be difficult but yeah that's my ideal 11. Mark Ashton will make it happen if we get promoted and he scores 20 goals, he it's will be signed. It's an easy sell, I think. I mean, for him, it's like, look, be part of something fantastic. You know, we're building something. We're looking towards Premier League. 
I don't think he's he's not even that old, is he? He's 20, 24, 25. So still, you know, pre-prime of his career, I think. Uh, I, I agree with you, Dazza. Hopefully that's an easy sell. God's oh god, I, oh, I knew it was gonna happen. My mic was muted. Oh dearie me. Um but anyway, I was saying Harvey, over to you. Two really good teams there. Um, you know, the the question will be every time it hits two o'clock, who's gonna be missing out? Who's gonna be on the bench? Who's not even gonna make the eighteen? That is the, the big one. Um but yeah, you're starting eleven for the season ahead. Yeah, we could do with um having nine subs like the Premier League have got now, haven't they? We could do with that to just fit all these all these creative players on the on the bench. Um, I've got one addi- uh, one change, I should say. Sorry to Baines's team, um, and I've got Walton in goal. Um, Halaki, I think Daza makes an, an outstanding point. I think he's been some of the stuff I've seen on Twitter over the last few weeks has just been ridiculous. I I completely agree that he's not had the greatest of starts. Um, he's looked a little bit shaky. And perhaps a fault for, for some of the goals, but dearie me, I mean, he's not been he's not been half as bad as people have made him out to be, and he's clearly a very very good goalkeeper. Granted, it's a league below, but he cut twenty two clean sheets last season for God's sake. So certainly not writing Hardkey off. Um, but Walton for me, he's proven in League One. He's he's been promoted in League One. He's got a Championship experience. So um, I'd go for for Walton. Um, right back KVY. Um, same back four as, as as the other two guys. I've got Edmondson, Burgess, uh, Colson. I think a shout out for Wolfie because I've been quite a big cri- critic of Wolfie um, over the last twelve months. But I think since he's had Burgess by his side, he's he's looked a hell of a lot more comfortable. Um, but for me, I think Edmund- Edmondson is a shoe in there. Um, two centre mids. That was a really really tough one for me, but. Exactly the same reason as as, as Bainesy. I'd have to go with with Morsi and Evans. I think they've developed that partnership over over their Wigan days that um, that I think will, will really benefit us. Um, that's not taking anything away from Harper because I think he's shown glimpses that he's a real real good player. Um, and I think he's he's going to be a, a, a valuable valuable player for us over the coming years. Um, and I wouldn't write off Tom Carroll either. I think he's got a lot to offer. I. Potentially, I'd, I'd start him this weekend, but that's another that's another um, discussion altogether. Um, on the left, Kyle Edwards, a shoe in again uh, in attacking midfield. Selena, of course, hopefully, fingers crossed, he plays a lot of games this season. Obviously, we can't rush him back. He needs to be, you know, one hundred percent fit for uh, you know for him to come back. Um, as a striker, I've got Macaulay Bond. At the start of the season, if you ask me that question, I would. have I would have gone with Piggott, but um, although Bon isn't the tallest, I think his hold-up play and his, and his ability in the air is, is a lot better than I thought it would be, to be honest. He kind of reminds me of Norwood in that sense. Norwood's not the tallest, but seems to be quite good in the air, and, and Bon is similar to that. Um, and the only the only change I've made is on the right. I love Wes Burns. He's, he's a Welshie. He's, he's one of me. Um but I'm I'm a massive fan of Colin Chaplin. I think he's going to be a real, real good player. Um, the thought of Edwards on the left cutting in on his right, and then Chaplin on the right cutting in on his left. We know in a pool cup system that the two uh, wingers like to tuck in. I think that could be an absolutely devastating, you know, front four. I really, really do. But that was a tough one as well because I think Burns 
the thing that concerns me about Burns is his, his, his end product. And I know we scored a brilliant goal against Wimbledon, so maybe that's a ridiculous thing to say. But at times, he his, his end product frustrates me. But I'm sure he'll get better over time. But um, maybe it's a bit unfair to put Chaplin in, considering he's not played any games yet. But for me, I would edge with Chaplin on the right over Burns. But apart from that, exactly the same team as Bainesy. And it's just fantastic to to have a selection headache like this because, you know, what were we discussing last season? Should we have Kenlock or Stephen Ward? You know, and now we've gone from that to saying, should we have Selena in, in the number 10 or Scott Fraser, who another one I think will, will do well this season. So it's just brilliant to have all these options and it's great to have this discussion where we're in a position that we've, we've not been in in such a long time. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting and, I can't wait for the team news every every Saturday at two o'clock or every Tuesday at six forty-five. So uh, yeah, exciting times. Yeah, I mean our mm. second eleven isn't that much weaker than our front eleven. Spot on, yeah. Really, really. Yeah, definitely spot on. And uh, over to then, Matt. The floor is yours. You have the power now to pick your starting eleven for town for the season ahead. I know the season's ready; it's five games in already, but it's now crunch time. It's now you know. All players are available for you. What are you going for? Um, yeah, the season starts now. Um, here's a bit of an exclusive, though. This guy does not make the team, and his name is uh, Zander Zenkoze Dumesele Opiyeme Adabayo Siziba. Um, he's um, yeah, thanks for that. Um, I'm yeah, I'm semi fluent in uh, Uruba, but uh, there you go. Also so, known as Dave, also yeah. Dave to his mates. Um, yeah. So let's, it's, oh, it's incredibly, this isn't left field at all. I wish it was, but I'm so safe when it comes to picking good, good players. Um, this guy comes from a very wholesome family, uh, Christian Walton. Um, is that his name, Christian? Yeah. I was going to call him Marcus Walken. Uh, Walken? Christopher. Simon. Where is Christopher Walken when you did Simon Walken? Yeah. Simon Walton was a banger, wasn't he? His those those ankle bits. Um, Kane Vincent Young, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Coulson is great. Um, his dad being on Twitter is amazing as well. Um, um, the fridge and the freezer in uh, centre defence. Um, the the Pharaoh, Sam, Morsi, and um, the comedian Lee Evans in in the centre. Um, Wes Burns. The most handsome professional footballer uh, in the world. Um, the real Eduardo uh, on the left. Uh, Selena, Chilina, Kalina in um, number 10 in the hole. Baron the hole. And um, Macaulay Miles, Bonnie. He's up front. He's going to score an absolute handful this season. But yeah, like, like Daz has said, the second 11 is absolutely fantastiched. And um, yeah. 100 points, 100 goals. Oh, no, he said it. Oh, he said <laughs> it. Why did you say it? I'm only joking. Oh. I'm only joking. Oh, I'm only joking. I think there's a yellow card for that now. Yeah. Get a fine. 80, 82 points, 79 goals. <laughs> How many goals conceded? Because, yeah. yeah hopefully 50. not. Hopefully. 15. Okay. Yeah, solid goal difference. Solid goal difference. Um, some good teams there. Uh, and Mark, I'm sorry that you had to be the last man to bring out your team. Are you going to sure. bring any left field choices or are you gone, you know, with the the standard sort of starting 11 or are you gone for um, something different? 
I've, I've had a change of heart sitting here, yeah. but um, I, I, there's someone who's going to come in that's a little bit different that hasn't been mentioned yet Ooh. in their teams. He has been mentioned, but not specifically in someone's team. Um, Sonny Chris, um Tell me this is true. He is not in my team. Um, oh, he's not Any... in my B team, and he's not in my C team. Any um, She's probably got a better chance. His sister's probably got a better chance of getting in than him, to be honest. Um, right. Goalkeeper. I, I completely agree with uh, Dazza. I think Ladkey's been getting a bad rep. Um, I think if you present most professional footballers, unless they played for Ipswich in the last two years with a one-on-one chance, like we have to various teams this season, they're going to tuck a chance away. And we've been guilty of doing that. And there's only so much a goalkeeper can do when they're They've got a striker bearing down on goal or any player with all the time in the world. Um, but Walton comes in, I think Cook will trust him and I think his experience at a higher level, which Sladke hasn't got, unfortunately, serves him better in my team. Uh, the certified baller, KVY, will always be my right back for now until the end of time. Even if he is injured, I'll just put him in because he's better than Danassian. Um that's Euronics. They finally delivered that fridge that I've been waiting for for about six weeks. Um, next to him is Cameron Burgess. Uh, left back will be Hayden Coulson. The holding two will be the familiar pairing of Sam Morsey and Lee Evans. And yeah, now we go to the front four, which is, oh, we're, like we said, we're blessed with options. It's almost, it is going to be a selection headache. We need to get them uh, Neurofens out, I think, because it's going to be bloody difficult when they're all if they are all fit at the same time so i agree with uh the sweet welsh prince chaplin will be on the right wing i think he's gonna be a really good option and i'm one of the players that you think christ how would we got him to drop down considering where barnsley were last season fighting for promotion um in the number 10 it was mentioned by harvey i'm gonna put scott fraser um i think he's gonna be a real asset there and a little bit different to what we've got i think I did have Selena there initially, um, but I think Chaplin, Selena, and Edwards are all very similar players. And I think you need a little bit of variety, someone who's a little bit more cultured. Got two set piece takers in the team as well with Evans and Fraser, although Fraser does need to work on it a little bit. Um, the corners, I don't know what it is about corners at Portman Road. Maybe it's down to the pitch. We can't beat the first man. Some of it was tactical. I remember Waghorn used to always whip it in really fucking hard and fast to the front post and it used to work, but we seem to have been trying to do that for the last three years and it just doesn't work. So I don't know whether the, the pitch makes it a little bit difficult. I'm just making excuses for him now. Um, on the left wing, it is easy. He's going to, oh, again, another one. How have we got him? Like, he's, he's just so good. Um, brings a smile to my face and, um, you know, he just makes you tingle really every time he's on the ball. You just think something magical is going to happen. Just needs that goal. Um, hopefully that will come on Saturday. And then he's one of our own, not one of our own permanently, but maybe in the future, Macaulay Bond. And I think Bond Fraser, I think Bond mentioned it himself that he's getting a good relationship with Scott Fraser and something he wants to help build and grow. So keeping those two together, I think, will be a real asset for us. But like we said, there's players there. I, I think Louis Barry, it's early days, but I think there's potential he could get recalled in January because he's not going to get the game time. Um, Selena as well. I think Ashton mentioned in his podcast with 
Stu and Andy that he's not keen on the January transfer window. And I think we won't be too hasty in rushing Selena back because I think he'll by the time he gets up to speed, he'll feel like a new signing in January. I think, you know, once he's finally got fully match fit and match sharp, he'll be a real asset then. Um, I'd say the same with Harper as well. I think he's unfortunate to lose out to continuity instead of quality. I don't think Evans has been particularly great, but I think Cook and myself are more inclined to go with a partnership that knows each other. But I think if the season's going well, there's no reason why Evans and Harper can't interchange and Harper then begins to play himself into the team. And maybe if we are a championship club, that's where he takes over and maybe Evans takes a back seat. But no, um, God, I think Paul Cook is probably glad he's got a few injuries because he's going to have a lot of unhappy footballers because we can only pick 11 for that starting 11 every Saturday. Oh, do you know what? Oh, Harvey, over to you. Just, I just wanted to quickly, I forgot to mention it in my, in my bit, I think Matt Penny's slightly unlucky as well because I think he mm, he's yeah. done well so far. I, I really do. I think he's 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 a victim of, of the fact that Cook quite clearly sees Colson as as his his number one left back. Mm. I think that was the case all summer. That's why he chased him for so long. But I don't think Matt Penny has put a foot wrong to be honest with you. I really don't. I think those um, I think we've seen it already. I know I know he came off because he wasn't a hundred percent match fit, but usually. I wouldn't like to see a full-back being replaced by a full-back with 20 minutes to go. But I think the way Cook plays, I don't think that that's necessarily a defensive substitution anymore. If if we brought on a penny for a, for a Colson, because you've seen how, how much both full-backs attack the, the, the left-hand side. So, um, yeah, just, just a mention for, for um, Penny, because I think he's, he's, he's done well so far. He's, he's not, he's certainly not let anyone down, but, um, yeah, as I said, it's, it's clear that Colson was, was his number one left-back and he's clearly a very good player. How, how um, For those of you who have been at the ground, on TV, Colson looks tiny. How is yeah, he? He's not very big. No. Yeah, he's um he really reminds me of a gnarly kind of North Sea... No a, a, no, a a a a kind of gnarly North Sea weather-beaten Dan Harding in terms of frames. Oh, I remember the first okay. time I saw Dan Harding, um, I was like, I was gonna, I was gonna say fuck. Then I was like, he's tiny. He's like, he's like five six. His legs are like chopsticks. He is just gonna break when like a big old like gnarly dude goes through him type thing. Um, but yeah, no. But he's he's got like a low center of gravity. He kind of gets the ball, yeah, and then moves to one side, then moves to the other, and then just goes. And he's got some awesome leg tattoos uh, as well. And his his dad's on Twitter, and I'm yeah. gonna buy his dad a pint at the Greyhound. But yeah, no, um, yeah, he's but he's very good. I understand he can play. He can also play as number ten, which I just think is total like football manager dreamland it's i was like, just about to say yeah if you've got a left back like, left winger central mid attacker it's like oh, you can God. play left back you can play left wing back you can play left wing and you can play behind mm. the striker it's like yes we'll have him sign him up but um i've got to stop doing these silly voices sorry i'm <laughs> well you're just next to whiskey so i don't hey, think they're going to stop it was, only, it was it was one finger and some ice of some proper bourbon one finger Not, never hurt anyone 
not not the same as what Mark Ashton had. But um, no, yeah, no. Coulson, Coulson. I reckon Coulson's going to score this weekend. Ah. Put money on it. Take. What's that? Put money on it. Yeah, it's got a feeling. Um, but no, that was very good chat there, guys. Um, different starting 11s there. It will be very intriguing to see what's going to happen on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday this weekend, to see who's going to be starting. Um, well, we're going to end the pods with a strike. Nice little surprise for you. Um, I prepared it somewhat. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Come on, guys. A little bit more excitement. Um, um, if you're watching this on video, you'll see a little pause because I am going to be embedding the intro music for the audio version. So that will happen now. Hello and welcome to another edition of The Strike. Brought to you by the greatest quiz show host on planet Earth, producer Ross. Let's get into the first question. Um, and okay. the question is on Cameron Burgess. Uh, was born in which Scottish city? I have got three options, so do not worry for you to just randomly top of your head. Say, think. I was going <laughs> to. I don't know Scottish cities that well. I think um, it's five, is it? Um, so it's three options. So it's is it oh. Aberdeen, Dundee, or Stirling. Um, I'm hoping these are right in terms of cities, like for the the two other options, um, because of course one option is correct. Um, so Aberdeen, Dundee, or Stirling. If um, if Liam was here, he would know this on top of his head because he knows these Scottish place, places because he lived there for so long. Um, but yeah, whenever you're ready, show me your answer, and I shall give you the point if you got it right. It so actually Dundee, says Dazza? location on this. Yeah, oh, there we that? go. Aberdeen, Stirling, Dundee. What have you gone for, Bainsey? Aberdeen? It is Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen. So a point for Mark. What's going on with my camera? And a point for Bainsey. I think he went online there as well or something, didn't he? I swear that's where uh, I know that from. I don't, I don't know. What, uh, no, I don't know. Don't, doesn't matter. Uh, question two is on the boy Tom Carroll, and um, there's no option for this. It's just if you know which month he was born. So what born? Tom was born in which month? So I have to quickly find out the answer to this. Actually, so don't use Google, Wikipedia. Um, I just need to quickly find out actually what the answer is. You I'm don't know the answer. answer to I do know. I do now. I do know. I, I know now. I just didn't have I've it on my screen. One in twelve chance here. Okay. Right. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> I was going to give you three options, but I thought that's a bit, it's a bit lame. Just, yeah. just guess. Um, so does he? Is he born the same month as you? Oh uh, yeah. Anyway, show me answers. I'm going uh, August. Yeah. August, August, March, February, August, February. Uh, you're all wrong. It's May. Oh, it's May, baby. oh man, May, that's baby. my that's my month. Uh, you got it wrong. Um, question three is on the new keeper, Christian Walton. And of course, we've got to mention his clean sheets. Um, now, Christian Walton has kept how many clean sheets in 171 oh. games? So closest to the correct answer gets the win. Um, and do you know what? If you get it bang on, you get two points because I think that will be very impressive if you can get it banged on. I think, yeah, okay. Might be so, yeah. Hang, on. Yeah. hang on, hang on. My maths is struggling. Right. So Wigan, mm. Wigan and Blackburn was the main teams he played for a lot, and he had loan spells at various clubs. And I think he's only played a couple of games for Brighton. 
Um, of course, it's all competitions as well. All right. So in the you know League Cup, FA Cup, and the Papa John's Trophy. Um, so yeah, Johnson's Paint Trophy. <laughs> yeah. He's putting out a strong oh. team for the Johnson's Paint Trophy. <laughs> uh, anywho, uh, show me answers. I'll run massively on the sock. 54. 38. Oh! 38. 52. Yeah. What are you going for, Bainty? 38. 38 as well. 38. Well, Dazza is the closest because it's 56. Oh. So Dazza gets the point. Sorry, That's Christian. Phenomenal. That's almost one in three. That is, yeah, not too bad. Good too That's bad. good goalkeepers, that sort of ratio. Bad. Very good. Right. Mine's higher. Four. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, move on. Uh, question four is on the good old um, Norwegian slash Casavonian. Um, whatever you say. Now we basically, I, no, I don't, I don't know. Move on. Question four is on Burst and Selena. How many goals did Burst and Selena score in 38 oh, games for town hell. in his previous loan spell? Um, so, yeah, 38 games. All competitions as well? That was 40 goals. Something 41 40 goals in 38 games. That's a fantastic return. <laughs> well, that's how much everyone's been bigging him up. Yeah, um, true. I know uh, he scored a lot of goals in his first like six months and then he just sort of disappeared, didn't he? Because, well, Mick McCarthy didn't want to play him because fans were calling for him to might play. Have undersold him here again. Okay. One fat lady for me. Oh, Ooh. number eight. Where is, eight. Where is it? Oh, I got eight as well. Eight. I've got six. Where if you say six, seven, 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 eight. eight. Well, two of you are bang on. It's eight. Oh. So, Dazza and Bainsley gets the point. He did. I, know uh, he, I was trying to think of him when the like the highlight reel. I knew that I could only do the ones I could name. Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the goals is it was just the random one against Crystal Palace in the cup. I think that's what yeah. some people may forget about. Did, it was a consolation. Sunderland, rather. Leeds, QPR, Burton. That's like five. I just thought I'm probably yeah. one more. Yeah, and then one against Palace and others. So I'm um, currently going into the final question. Dazza and Bainsey are in the lead. Uh, Matt and Harvey, yeah, you're pretty much yeah, you're out. You're out. Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, but at least, yeah, but at least I can have some anecdotes of when I had some music lessons playing an instrument called the Casavonian. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's like a harmonium. It's like a harmonium made by Cassio. A, rom- oh, a, romantic, a romantic one. Yeah. yeah. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Um, but now, question five is on Sam Morse. Still play, um, Harvey and Matt and people listening. I hope you've been playing at home as well. Um, no cheating, right. no conferring. Question five is on Sam Morse. And uh, if you've got three options, he began his career, senior career, at oh which club? Um, so it was, he started his youth career at Wolves. Um, but his senior career was it Rochdale, Port Vale, or Oldham? Here we oh, go. Okay. So I hate Port Vale because I hate <laughs> Bobby Williams. I um <laughs> I saw enough. their fans at County after they uh, conceded penalty rip off uh, an advertising board. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> they've, they've got oh, yeah. a gold kit at the minute. So congratulations for the win, Tom, because I'm going oh. to get this wrong. Port Vale, Port Vale, Port Vale, Port Vale, <laughs> Port Vale, Rochdale, and it is Port Vale. I'm sorry, oh. Dazza. Bainsey does well, get I'm the Bainsey. win. Um, we do have a tiebreaker if you just fancy it, but Bainsey is yeah, the yeah. winner. Wow. 
and the tiebreaker isn't on transfers. Last goal wins, right? Last goal wins. <laughs> if you nope. get it, if you get it banged on, if you get bang on, you could take okay. away. But um, as we're as we're playing Bolton this weekend, how many games have Town won in forty six games against Bolton? So um, yeah, someone gets a bang on. I'm sorry, Bainsley. They're they're going to walk away with it. But um, if they don't get a bang on, then you're still one. Um, Don my so, lucky yeah. number. Lucky number. Lucky number. I'm gonna let's let's all do it. Um, oh, 26. Oh, why did you? Oh, gosh, I should have said it either. <laughs> oh, it depends if it, someone else is a lucky number. I don't know, but um, okay, we'll, we'll on, do it one Karen by Burgess. one. So, um, Dazza, will you go first? Show me your number. I'm just going my lucky number 22. 22. Okay, Bainsy 23. 23. Oh, 17 is Matt. 26 was. Mark, Harvey, what are you going for? 18. 18. The correct answer. And none of you are bang on, I'm sorry to say. So, Bainsley, you are the champion. It's 21. Oh, Dazza was so Dazza. close. So, close so I won that on. one, though. I won that point. You won, you won that did point, we, but... Did but, we ever get robbed of a victory? Is that what Dazza's trying to count? Like, was there a game where we should have beat him and the ref was rubbish? Possibly. Possibly. That, and, uh, didn't we, shouldn't so. we have had a penalty in the relegation season They at home? It was nil-nil, I swear. And they fouled... I think it was Mark Wilson gave away a foul on the edge of the box, which definitely was a penalty. We'll go for that. It's 20 we'll go for that. We'll go for that. And I, don't but, um, we count, I don't think we can count the four or five nil, whatever it was last season, because we were playing like they're under 12. So, yeah, yeah, is yeah, that really... Yeah. I did feel sorry for them. Were you at that game as well? I was, home? yeah. I, I, I yeah. saw... 90% of the players getting picked up by the mums and dads at the end of it. <laughs> Which probably said it all. Was Remy Matthews one of them? <laughs> he, he's not getting picked up by a club, never mind his parents. He's at Crystal Palace now. He's a guest. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Wow, do you know what? I've, I've got a chance. Isn't it Scott Carson's playing in the Premier League for City is. this weekend? Because yeah. Edison's out COVID. What? That's mental. So Edison right. Edison is out because the Brazilian oh, right. the ban there. And then their second choice keeper's got COVID. So that miraculous third choice keeper where normally he sat there making a cup of tea on Saturday like Richard Wright was doing at Man City. He's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be starting. Right. Who, was, who was our player called Carson? Was he Scott Carson? We had a little midfielder. Josh Carson. Josh. Josh. Was amazing Josh. on his debut. Mm. Yeah. Like Carl Edwards. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Really? York, York City last time I looked. Scott, uh, yeah. Josh Carson. Back in, Ireland, back, in, back in Northern Ireland now. Doing, you know, doing the rounds there. But um, another man who's back in Ireland, <laughs> and that is Barry Cossa. Take it away, Baza. I'm sorry to say this could be your last outing on the strike, although it depends if the person I asked to do the outro will do it. But uh, we'll wait and see on that. But there we go. Hi, guys. Barry Cotter here. That was another edition of The Strike with producer Ross. Tune in next week for another edition of The Great Quiz Show. Right, we're back. Thanks, Baza. Um, and that is the end of the Kings of Anglia fan social. Bainsley wins the first ever strike on the fan social. Um, we'll see who can win it next time. Um, Dazza, let me take this question off. There we go. Dazza, Bainsey, Harvey, 
Matt and Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining me. Hope everybody at home has enjoyed listening on their drive to work, their run, their walk. Wherever you're listening us to, hope you've enjoyed in the it. Bath. In the, yeah, in the bath. Some people do it. Some people do. What's that thing um, where Partridge does? What was that thing? Alan's deep bath. Deep bath. These mm. are sex people, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that note oh. about baths, um, use the code KOA at manscaped.com. Uh, get 20% off and free delivery. Your balls will thank you. Um, and we're back. Well, did I uh, next... the new sponsor as well? Oh, Is yeah, the new, new sponsor. Of course, on, New Wolsey. Sorry, sorry. You never lost at home. Um, of course, previous from this episode, there is a pod special with the director and the basically Bobby Robson lookalike slash voice man, um, which is talking about the new Warsy Theatre. Never lost at home, covering that fantastic team in 1981. Go to the to get tickets. Um, it's starting very soon. I'm going to go and watch it because I think it's going to be very good. So um, there we go. Um, enjoy the game on Saturday. Hopefully it's the first win of the season. Uh, check out for game day. And we'll be back next week for many more pods. So look out for that. And uh, yeah, goodbye. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Thank you.